And we are back after a heartwarming smile story. We now go live to Dr. Tanya DeSanto for more of Let's Talk Cosmetic Dentistry. Dr. Tanya, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for for being with me this morning, Jim. I um I was really it was really really a good week last week. I felt so promised. I felt the new year promise coming forward. Monday was a really really good day. We um well first of all I got vaccinated. That made me feel so excited. Um, it was really, really moving. I was really emotional about it, which is so unusual because to me, it's just a medical procedure and we do medical and dental procedures all the time every day. And I don't know why, but I just started tearing up. It was really, mo- oh my gosh, it was so emotional. Well, it's been such a long like- year and, and this is really the, the light at the end of the tunnel for all of this. Do, do you mind my asking? Because, you know, we, we'd heard so much about the possibility that people getting the vaccine might have you know, some side effects, some pain, some something. And yet over and over again, locally, we've been hearing people saying, nope, no, no problems whatsoever. What was your experience? No, I didn't have any issues at all, actually. Um, to tell you the truth, I had a little bit more. I, I got a flu shot earlier in the year and I thought that was I had a few more side effects from that than than I did this. There's a little bit of arm soreness. I mean, I almost can hardly mention it because it was so minimal. Um, My husband was the same. He's a pediatrician, and he had a little bit of arm soreness, too. It didn't last more than a day or two, but there was absolutely no side effects of any kind, really. It was minimal. It was was nothing. It was simple to do. Um, I had everything done at our local hospital at St. John's. Very organized. The nurses were fantastic. There's a an app that you use after you get the vaccine called V-Safe, and you check in. It's with the government. You check in every day with your side effects. If you have any, um, they send you information every day. They really they're tracking it really really well, and I I feel great. I I'm more. It's more of an emotional thing than a physical thing for me. I really was emotional about it. It was just a historical moment to feel like, oh, my gosh, all this science and all this, you know, all the brains behind what I'm about to receive. And um, I don't know. It was just really I didn't expect it to be emotional. It caught me off guard, actually. And the nurse asked if I was okay. She thought I said, no, you're not hurting me. I'm just a little emotional right now. (laughs) So, um I don't know. It was just very moving and it's just historical. And I feel like, you know, we've all been sheltered for so hard for so long that you feel like this sense of freedom. It's the new year. You have this vaccine. You feel the promise of what's to come. You know, we all crave our normal life back at some point, some sense of normalcy. And so I think being the new year and what could possibly be happening and how our lives could change for the better all came together in one shot for me. It was that one moment. All of those feelings came together at one time as my injection was going in. So it just was like a little perfect emotional storm for me. And, um, you know, I was so blessed that I was able to receive it. You know, we do these things for our families, for our neighbors, our patients, our the elderly people in our life. We, we don't do it for ourselves. We do it for everybody else. So it's a selfless thing that we do. And, you know, it's a very important thing that we do. And I think that, you know, if you're not wanting to do it for yourself, you should be doing it for others. So 
getting herd immunity is the only way we're going to come back to any kind of sense of normalcy. And so I, I know it feels a little disorganized at the moment. I think, you know, our country's never experienced anything like this. We're trying to get these vaccinations out as fast as possible. And, you know, with that being said, actually, Jim, they're, they're now reaching out for dentists to mass vaccinate people just to help get everybody vaccinated as soon as possible. Um, Illinois, um, the Illinois State Dental Society is trying to get a law passed so that dentists can help mass vaccinate people. California just did this last week, and they have 36,000 dentists on board to vaccinate now in the state of California. This is recent, just just happened. Um, there's, there's obviously a nursing shortage, and the nursing shortage came well before the vaccine was rolled out. There's no possible way nurses can do this. I mean, there's not enough manpower. And we, you know, if we need help, I mean, people that are trained in injections, I don't know anybody else that could be better trained in an injection than a dentist. We do it all day long. Um, so I think it's a great plan. It's a great idea. Uh, unfortunately, in the state of Illinois, dentists are so busy because we were shut down for three months and we're, we're behind. So time is our biggest crunch as far as dentistry goes. But, you know, we, we all have, we all can find the time to help move ahead with, with this and um, get it rolling. And I know that they're producing more and more vaccines every day. So every day is, is promising. And I, it makes me feel really good. And then then I, after, you know, then of course, you know, I said last week was a really good week after we finished, after I got vaccinated, I, I came home to our local school district, you know, the board meeting voting to send our children back to school. All that happened in one day. So I was just a mess. I was emotionally just very, very, it was, um, I don't really get emotional that much, but boy, I was really the tears were flowing all day. Um, we thought 2020 kid, was a long year, and 2021 has been a long year, and it's only a week old so far. <laughs> it really is. And, you know, when our kids got, when they voted for our children to go back to school, that was just like the icing on my cake that day. And, you know, I have two children in District 186, you know, two of my three kids. You know, one of my, my daughter gets to start her senior year next week. I, I, I I'm just at a loss for words for that. I, I'm so happy. I mean, she gets to have a senior year. And while that doesn't mean much to some people, if you have a senior child in high school, it's huge. It's just huge. I mean, the sparkles back in her eyes and she's excited. I mean, she's class president and it was heartbreaking when she became class president. I thought it was a very joyous moment. And she looked at me and said, mom, I'm, what am I the class president of my laptop? And I thought, wow, she's right. I mean, so she gets to actually be a class president, and I'm so excited for her. And and for my son, who started middle school, who's never been to his middle school, so he's starting a new school for the first time in January. So it's it's good. These kids need to go back to school, Jim. They, you know, we all know this. And um, my son's a first year teacher, and he's never taught a, a, a class of his own in his own classroom he'll do that on tuesday for the first time so uh, so yeah wow. i mean it's it's a big deal for for everybody teachers and students alike wow 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 it's his first day back to school too really yeah um that's it's just a big it's i feel like you know people can see the light and i feel like 2021 it's it's just you know i'm ready you know just bring it we're so excited and and i think i feel that little flicker of light 
So um, it's it's good. It was a good week. I haven't really said we've had a good week in a really long time, but I, you reach for those positives, even if it's, you know, something super simple. But now I really, it was the first time in a long time I felt really, really good. And I think that the emotion was just like poured out of me. And my husband asked me after the board meeting was over, it was at the end on Monday night. He said, are you going to be okay? I said, yeah, I just need a moment. I'm going to be fine. So it was, it was good. Um, so it was, Exciting week for Springfield, um, exciting week for our country um, with the vaccine that is. Um, I hope it just creates a lot of, uh, puts away a lot of mental anguish a lot of people have and just kind of we have to move forward. So, um, you know, and I, I, you know, I know a lot of people, if they've listened to, to you and on, on this program, they have an understanding for it. But a lot of people probably hadn't really stopped to contemplate, uh, in particular for dentists, what a challenging time this has been, as you know, to shut down for a while. But even when you were able to start resuming work again, uh, it's a really unique situation because in, in other service type industries, uh, the, the provider can remain masked. The customer can remain masked. There's no way your patients can remain masked while you're working on them. It's just it's just not possible. Right. It's really, it's a really, it can be very scary for people that don't know what's going on. Um, it's, it's actually, there was, I was looking through different questions. We, we get a lot of people asking us questions through, um, this radio station and going to our website and reaching out for, for questions. And one of the questions we got recently was, um, somebody was afraid to go to the dentist. One of their teeth broke down over Thanksgiving and they were just afraid. They, um, had an appointment in January. They were due back to go to their dentist, I believe in June or July, and that was closed down. So now they have a tooth broken on Thanksgiving and they didn't know what they should do. So it was, um, you know, we're, we're doing really great catching up, but I think that a lot of times when people are afraid, they need to reach out and talk to their dental offices and discuss what's going on with their tooth with teledentistry. You know, they're pushing teledentistry a lot. They pushed it during the pandemic when we were closed. When I say they, I mean the government and the CDC. Um, when people, when dentistry was shut down and people had teeth breaking, the goal was to keep the patients out of the emergency rooms and out of prompt cares. So they were reaching out for a dentist to talk to patients over the phone about their emergencies, which meant really just medicating people and on antibiotics and pain medications. And it, it, it went on for so long, you know, three months we were shut down. So you just can't keep people on medication that long. And sometimes we just went into our offices to pull teeth, um, to treat the emergencies in person. And, um, people remained, a lot of people, if it didn't hurt, they just didn't go get dental care done. So, now it's to the point where we're a few months after this now and, and those teeth are falling apart. I mean, they're hurting now and they need help. And, um, a lot of things that could have been treated really simply back then a year ago, you know, nine months ago are now much bigger problems now. So we're dealing with things and it's, it makes me very sad when I see something could have been a simple filling and now it's a a root canal or they've broken the tooth and it has to be pulled. So we're putting out a lot of fires on a day-to-day -day basis that stem from this. Dentistry is not a profession that can be shut down. And, and you know, I'll, I'll talk about the positive spin on that. That won't happen again. Um, there's been government legislature calling dentistry 
first line, first responders, essential, whatever fancy words they put on it that really does it. What that means in the end is they can't shut dentistry down again. We're essentially frontline workers. So that won't happen again, which is really, really good news. But in the meantime, we're still putting out some fires from when it did happen. So we we did reach out to, I can read this this question really quick if we have time, Jim. Um, are we going to take a break? We, we will. Uh, in, in fact, we can go ahead and do that now and We'll, let's do that when we come back. Then we'll take a quick break right now uh, at sure, 740. because I can read this little note. Yeah. So uh, 749, and we'll be right back with more of Let's Talk Cosmetic Dentistry with Dr. Tanya DeSanto and the Prairie Dental Group here on WMAY on 92.7, 94.7, and 970 AM. And at the conclusion of a, a big and at times emotional week, Dr. Tanya DeSanto is back here live with us on Let's Talk Cosmetic Dentistry. Doctor? Yeah, thanks, Jim. I was just chatting. Um, you know, I just feel like... When I look through a lot of these um, letters, you know, I was going to uh, read one of these, but I know that time is of the essence here on the station here this morning. Um, you know, when people are, are generally reaching out to me, asking me if they should go to the dentist because their tooth is broken, it doesn't hurt, they're fearful of going to their dentist, and what do I think about that? Boy, they're asking me to type a lot, and I do. I send links, I send attachments. Uh, you know, I think that the best answer for that is teledentistry. You need to talk to your dental office and just ask them to, you know, discuss your situation. Give them the opportunity to tell you what they've done to their office to upgrade their situation to protect you as a patient from COVID-19. Because I think you'll be amazed at what dental offices have done and how they've stepped up. And I think at that point, you set the appointment up and you get your tooth fixed because it's not going to go away. It's going to get worse and you don't want to wind up in an emergency room. You know, you'll be amazed to find out what dental offices have done. I can't speak for other offices, but I can tell you so many of my colleagues have done so much. And, you know, we at Prairie Dental Group have gone above and beyond. I mean, we had a whole new roof put on our building just for new air management system. You know, we have negative air pressure. People wonder oftentimes what that is and how does it keep you safe? Well, negative air pressure is what you find in an operating room in a hospital. It, um, you know, we know that COVID-19 is primarily spread through respiratory droplets. So, you know, when someone speaks or coughs or sneezes and the nature of dental treatment, it's high risk. I mean, these droplets are produced and Air filtration is more important than ever. And so what negative air pressure does, it's a particularly effective way to filter out the air. So it works by drawing air out of a room. It captures these airborne bacteria and viruses, which also includes COVID-19, before pumping fresh air back into the room. So it can prevent a patient who has COVID-19 from spreading it to others. You know, obviously, we're very strict about who we see. We take temperatures and we screen patients and we don't have people, you know, sitting next to each other in the waiting room. We're very, very careful about this. But, you know, there are cases and we've all heard about people that are asymptomatic. You know, they don't have fevers. They don't. There's nothing but a blood test or a COVID nasal swab test that will show them that they have COVID-19. So, you know, studies have found that directing airflow through negative pressure is a preferred way to protect healthcare workers and the patients. So it's very useful for dental offices. Every hospital operating room uses this. And so we said we're using it too. 
So we, um, you know, we have negative pressure in our dental office. We also use industrial HEPA and OPA filters. So these are filters that can remove 99.9% of all contaminants that are as small as 0.3 microns in diameter. So this always will will be, this is so useful. Even You can even have these in your home. We do too. Um, but we have them all over our office. So between floor to ceiling filtration, the air is totally managed. And so I, I think when people hear this, they're just absolutely amazed. We also have, in addition to all of that, there's a box that sits next to the dental chair. And it looks like, to me, it looks like a big dryer hose. And it's just this humongous vacuum that goes right by your mouth. And it, it makes this wonderful white noise while you're getting your dental work done. It takes away the, the good part is it takes away that scary sound of the drill that most people are very afraid of. It's just a little white humming, white noise that I'm actually really enjoying as my day goes on. It's it just kind of puts you somewhere else mentally sometimes when you're afraid. So people love that. It's this big suction machine that goes right next to your mouth. So it's very, very safe. People feel safe. People thank us for all that we've done. And I think you'd be pleasantly surprised at the changes your dental office has made. So it's I tell patients my office is a safer place to breathe than than my home. I mean, it's the cleanest air. You feel it, you smell it. It's just, you know, it just feels good. So I think that, you know, you should not be afraid to go to the dentist. The fear factor has to come out of getting your dental work taken care of because the last place you want to be is an emergency room on a Saturday night. So, you know, I think the best way to get over your fears is just to make that phone call, ask the doctor to call you back. You know, teledentistry is huge. The doctor can call you back when they're not with patients or perhaps at the end of the day, perhaps the staff can answer any questions that you have if the doctor is too busy to take the call because he's helping or she's helping someone else. So, you know, get your questions answered. Try to conquer your fear of walking in. And I think once you get your tooth taken care of, it's such a relief in so many ways. And then, you know, go back to your regular dental care, get your cleanings, get your checkups. We all know that, you know, when you don't have good dental oral health, it leads to so many other problems. So I just want to make sure that, you know, people have avenues to talk about their fears because the fears are very real. And I understand that. And, um, I think that we each have to take our own initiatives to figure out what we're going to do next, because at some point there will be a time you won't have a choice. So I always tell people do this while it's on your watch and not when it becomes this, this absolute emergency. So, um, you know, what we've done with our office is on our website, there's different links to, um, talk about what dental offices have done in general to keep their offices safe, what the CDC has recommended, um, the recommendations. Most dental offices have gone well above and beyond what the guidelines have recommended um, us to do. And Dr. And Tanya, we've only got about a minute left here, so I just want to make sure we let people know exactly where to find this information, find your website, and find you at Prairie perfect. Dental Group. Well, we are on our website is Prairie Dental Group www.perrydentalgroup.com. We are also um, available to call at 217-546-0412, and we can answer any questions that you may have. We're on social media, and um, we're on Facebook. So Instagram, find us in any one of those social media outlets, and we're happy to talk to you. You can also email any of your questions to 
office at prairiedentalgroup.com and we will definitely respond to all the emails that we receive. It's really nice to hear from people. And of course, here each Saturday morning, let's talk cosmetic dentistry with Dr. Tanya DeSanto here on WMAY on 92.7, 94.7 and 9.70 a.m. Dr. Tanya, enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll talk to you again next Saturday morning. Thank you so much, Jim.